People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Recorded live from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff, and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the guy that got his backpack from the paper tree, Mike Seibert. Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, Mike Seibert Radio, powered by Poddex, a new sponsor of the show. And I would be lying if I uh, if I didn't say that I was a little nervous. I got a little bit of the, the butterflies in uh, in the tummy there. It's uh, It's been a few weeks since I've done an episode and even longer uh, since I've done one by myself, uh, solo style But I'm, I'm glad we're all here now. Um, so, hey, let's let's just get right to it uh this week is kind of a uh preview review kind of show uh gonna talk about uh some guest spots i've done recently as well as giving you a sneak peek of some exciting stuff i've got coming up over the next few weeks and more uh got a uh, got a lot of great guests got some cool topics coming up and i'm really excited uh plus i'll crack open a couple of my new pod decks and i'll talk about the hottest new tool for podcasters to take their episodes to the next level all that more on this all new episode of mike cybert radio but first and it's been a while it's been a while uh but let's kick things off with some shout outs So more than anything, I I really just wanted to take a minute and thank all of you uh, that gave me so much encouragement, uh, feedback and suggestions over uh, over the last few weeks. Like I like I've mentioned, I've been uh, been in a little bit of a covid funk, kind of kind of lost a little bit of my mojo. But uh, the uh, the support means the world to me. And I am glad that I am back here talking to you now. Um, In particular, I did want to uh, specifically share shout out um, a couple close friends of the show uh, starting with listener Nick uh, for being always enthusiastic about every show that I've posted uh, here during the pandemic um, also my buds Aaron Ryan and Caleb the Autopod Decepticast uh, for always being such a great sounding board um, and of course my dude Dave Sanders producer Dave um, who uh, who actually got me talking about a lot of this and doing a pair of episodes that I probably don't think I would have done by myself and uh, always for being such a great supporter and ally of the stuff I've been doing. He's um, uh, he's uh, the collaborator at this point that I go the furthest back with uh, all the way back to the KGRG days. And I appreciate his insights. And uh, and of course, Anthony Bricali and from TFU.info, who's always uh, so complimentary and encouraging of the stuff I'm doing as well. Uh, I, I I tell you, we have uh, conversations on Twitter DMs uh, that would rival uh, the notorious uh, Autopod Decepticast uh, group text uh, that we talk about. Uh, but I, uh, I I got some excellent feedback and uh, some great ideas that I uh, got from several listeners. And I, I'm really excited uh, to try those out in upcoming episodes. But more than anything, um, you all gave me that extra boost I needed to kind of get back on the horse as it as it were so um thank you um or 
In other words... Enough of that mush. <laughs> so uh, now, while I haven't done an episode on my own for a while, it's been a while, I have been a guest on a few other podcasts recently. And uh, uh, speaking of my buddy Ant from TFU.info, I was invited to contribute to episode 83 of Transformers University, where Ant talks about uh, the online fandom and other merchandise uh, for the Transformers from 1986. I, uh, I, I talked at length. In, in fact, actually, my contribution is like, half the episode uh but i talked about the transformers the movie sticker and activity book from diamond publishing and i i share some of my memories of that uh that biggest connection to the movie you know before it came out on video and after it left theaters uh you'll also learn how i got into trouble with my surplus of stickers uh and and where i put those as well um it was a was a ton of fun to get back into that book uh, but I wanted to play for you a clip, uh, not specifically of my portion of the show. Uh, you'll have to listen to the podcast for that. But this uh, clip is Ant talking about the other versions of that sticker book, as well as the other sticker books as well, along with a uh, uh, callback to one of my very favorite drops that he uses in his podcast. And as Mike mentioned, you can catch his show uh, just about everywhere you listen to this show. And I dug up some scans of the Diamond sticker album from Transformers the movie, and uh, he is absolutely right that it was 39 cents in the U.S., 49 cents in Canada, and I found a scan of one that bundled in 10 sticker packets for $3.29 at KB Toys and was discounted (laughs) clearance for $1.89. Now, in my research of this Diamond sticker book, I did find some international versions of this. And one worth noting was the Argentinian version of this book, that there, there are scans out there of it. And it's fairly much, pretty much the same features stickers from the movies and uses the red decoder. But the games in the middle are a little different in that they use various character artwork to obscure other characters' artwork. So, for example, I'm looking right now at uh, Inferno in the middle of one of these pages, and his robot mode features a red drawing of Snarl overlaid onto it, so that when you put the decoder over it, you will see Inferno in his entirety. It also means if you put some sort of blue sheet over it, you would see Snarl in his entirety. And same for his vehicle mode, in the fire truck is covered with Devastator. And uh, this is all throughout uh, this book, uh, for both Autobots and Decepticons. It's, it's pretty neat. Now, the other sticker book he mentioned, there was the, the Diamond one. And there was also the Panini one. And the Panini one was available around the world. Uh, I found a couple of different scans from South America and from Japan. I believe it's Japanese that the writing is in. 
And that one's pretty interesting because it features some uh, neat foil stickers. It features some larger images assembled from multiple stickers, like the the old uh, back of the box artwork from 1985 as a nine piece sticker. And it does feature a bunch of early stories, including uh, the the first three parter. Uh, with some artwork, the combination of artwork and stickers, but there's also character profiles. And the interesting thing about the character profiles is they're laid out in the same manner as the stars mail away profiles in the text spec manual. They feature a, a diagonal name box with uh, this big drop shadow on it and some artwork that is usually very toyetic. And it also features a sticker, a foil sticker, that covers the alt mode for that figure. Uh, featured in these tales is uh, a number of stories. Uh, the like I said, the original three-parter truncated down to about two pages. War of the Dinobots, SOS Dinobots, Fire on the Mountain, and of course, Heavy Metal War. Yeah! Or as it's called in one of the Spanish language versions, I found uh, Carrera Heavy Metal. with a hyphen between heavy and metal. And again, you can listen to Transformers University on your favorite podcast app, including uh, a few you can't listen to Mike Seibert Radio on, uh, like Spotify. Uh, TFU is now on Spotify, and uh, maybe I'll get there eventually, but uh, but not right yet. Um, now, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was also a guest on the Rob and Slim show. They're among the uh, first podcasters I got connected with back when I was on KGRG. Uh, they do a... Um, Oh, I don't know, a, a rowdy kind of East Coast style uh, variety show. Um, I, I think in their iTunes review that I wrote uh, once upon a time is that like it, it's the show you don't want to tell your wife you're listening to. Um, they uh, they do their show live every Wednesday. Uh, they do it as a live stream and then later as a podcast. And they asked me to jump on with them for a few minutes and just kind of talk about being a, a Transformers fan. And in this clip, uh, we talk about the passing of uh, G1 writer David Wise. Mike, I also mm-hmm. want to ask you, you know, we're, we're getting a long time, but um, did you ever get a chance to interview um, David Wise? Because I had tried. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's one of the original Transformers writers, oh, I think, for um, for Marvel. And um, he wrote oh, the wow. T- T- TNG Ninja Turtles, and he also worked on Star Trek. And uh, yeah. just finding that he passed a few weeks ago. Or months just a few weeks ago, right? Or, yeah, a couple months ago, I think. Now at this point, yeah. RIP. No, I uh, unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity to, um, but I saw him at TFCon LA uh, last year, uh, twenty nineteen, and so I saw him at the table. I shook his hand and said thank you for all the cool stories because you know he did some really iconic. Uh, Generation One episodes, including War Dawn, which is like the origin of Optimus Prime and and all that. But um, yes. but yeah, the, I I didn't get a chance to actually you know sit down and interview with him. Uh, but it does crack me up because like I I do have another podcaster buddy of uh, uh, TFU.info, uh, Transformers University, and he has a segment of his show called Wise to the Game. I don't know if you guys are into hardcore music, but there's uh, there's there's a song called "Wise to the Game." Um, I I don't remember the name of the artist off the top of my head, like Twenty Five to Life, I think. Uh, but anyway, it says like 
go, what to the game? So he, he plays he plays that he every plays time he that. goes over a David Wise script <laughs> and talks about how a lot of like the Transformers scripts that he used ended up as being Ninja Turtle episodes. And uh, it's a lot of fun. But I so <laughs> so I shared that with him as with uh, Mr. Wise as well. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to do that. But I yeah, I I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't get the chance to actually like you know, sit down with him, shove a microphone in his face and kind of ask him to tell his stories. Would have been great. I, I, a, yeah. I had messaged him and hit him up for an, uh, an interview and he never got back to me. I believe that was when he was dealing with the cancer and all. Like, I, Yeah. <sighs> but, it, it, it's a real bummer. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I, well, it was one day before this show. I saw it on Facebook and like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I saw the, the post about that he he passed, and I was like, "Is this David just doing one of those like pranks?" I I didn't know, but then I read more into it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. this is the real deal." <sighs> totally. Yeah. Didn't mean to bring so it that's down. That's on a down note, like, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but he but. still still did some of the greatest work. Some of the greatest work, and like you said, like the G one and, and the Teenage Ninja Turtles universe, all of it, all of it. Um. Now, as a as a tribute. To Mr. David Wise, I get uh, two shout-outs with the same clip, making me wise to the game. And finally, uh, me and Camaro Kev, a.k.a. Thunder from uh, the Stack of Dimes and You Blew It podcast, we uh, we got together and did another episode of our uh, yearly podcast uh, called 3D Never Die. Most people are okay with watching movies at home now. I would think the larger portion of society would, if given the choice, would watch it at home. Same if they had same day nineteen ninety nine at home, or to go to the theater and pay the prices that are that are available right now. Except for people who really uh, like seeing. Cine, like kind of cinephiles like seeing yeah. it on the big screen yeah. let's be honest actually seeing it on the big screen anymore doesn't even mean that you're getting the best quality that you can get on these got these the the way that these things are calibrated the way the things oh, that yeah. they are delivered to the cinema is not always the best way to view it mm-hmm. have to like let's bring this back to what we're talking about yeah yeah 3d so 3d showings have been dying off yeah they don't have as many as they used to and and now it's primarily an exclusive theater thing right like most people if they had a 3d tv they never used it they never used the 3d option for the people who enjoy 3d we're stuck with these old tvs or or expensive projectors so i think you're that that most people they don't care about the presentation of how it looks in a theater. They're going in going, okay, well, this is going to be, I'm going to treat myself and when my kids want to go see yeah. it or it's date night and let's remove ourselves from the house. At least gets us out there and, you know, whatever. And it's kind of more the process. It's kind of a thing that you do yeah. as a special night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that's what that became. But I think especially now with a lot of industries, the one that we're in, the one that other people are working in, we're going to find that the way we do business has changed because of of this, this once in a lifetime thing that has yeah. forced us to rethink the way we are doing things in, at work yeah. and at home and all this stuff. So I think honestly, I've joked around before, but this probably is it for 3D. Yeah. Well, 
and with that, um, my my hottest take on the Corona, the COVID, is that it's accelerated any obsolescence for lo- any yeah. of these old models. Whether whether it's going to the movies or you know just uh, uh, going to restaurants or like a lot of stuff that we did before, we're not going to be doing on the other side of this. It's um, concerts might even go yeah. away. Uh, Comic cons, you know who who could who's going to know what it's going to look yeah. like on the other side but um, commercial space businesses that yeah. used to need uh, you know three stories in a commercial office building can now realize that well we didn't have a choice we had to take the plunge and let our people work from home yeah and then they'll crunch the numbers and they'll look and say actually productivity was up so yeah. like you know Let's rethink how much we spend renting this office space. Right. You know, and electricity and supplies. All of that uh, stuff. Toilet paper. You know, all all that stuff that the businesses are spending less on because they've passed those savings on to their employees. They're now working from home. Where I'm going with all this is that I think that movie theaters will, um, the, the days of the multiplex are behind us. I don't know if there's any going back. Well, and you you also got to think that that was created in malls, which are also behind us. Exactly. I do think that there will be a small niche market for theatrical exhibition, film festivals, cinephiles, and knuckleheads like us that want to go see a 3D movie. So to bring this all together, I think that... 3D will exist in like a niche within a niche. You'll probably have like that one time a year that like the Cinerama will show like a 3D movie and it'll almost be like an event. Like Avatar. Exactly. Um, so I, I think if you ask me where that's going, that's where I think it's going. I, I think it's going to be a teeny tiny niche within, <clears throat> excuse me, um, already a smaller right. niche. Which so, uh, you would you would basically say it's going to return to what it is between the the peaks. Yeah, in the valleys of 3D, there's always it's always existed. Yeah, it's existed for a while now, and you know even when it wasn't a popular format, I'm sure there was some. You know, exhibitions and that sort of thing yeah. going down. And because, I mean, you, it was always kind of there. It's, it's always been there. Yeah. Now, you can listen to that full episode. Uh, it's called uh, Stack of Dimes, episode 393, colon, 3D Never Die 5. Uh, try to figure out that sequel legislation. Um, and uh, and you can learn what we think uh, James Cameron is going to do in those Avatar sequels nobody asked for, and if there's any possible future for 3D movies. I uh, I, I really do like doing those uh, those shows with, uh, with my hetero workmate. It's a lot fun and as i mentioned at the top uh this episode of mike cybert radio is powered by poddex now i've been on the radio and podcasting for almost five years and i have never endorsed a product before uh no boner pills no hair trimmers uh mattresses uh spoken audio platforms uh, i've tried to be vague here uh, website hosting uh, you get the idea all of all of the stereotypical podcast sponsors uh 
that you hear. Um, but I uh, I came across Poddex a few weeks ago on Instagram, and I I came across it at a time when I was in a bit of a funk, like I mentioned earlier, and really wasn't sure if I even wanted to podcast anymore. Um, and one of my various uh, uh, things I was going through is I thought that my interview questions had kind of become a little stale and was looking for ways to kind of spice things up a bit. Um, I, I swear this isn't an ad for boner pills. <laughs> Just thinking about that phrasing. Uh, but basically, I um, I, I looked at uh, the samples of Poddex and I basically bought the whole set and I've been excited to do a new episode and, uh, and give these a spin. Now, Poddex were designed to help inspire you unique podcast interview questions and episode ideas. There are a variety of card decks with topics to have deeper conversations, help grow your audience, and set yourself apart from the other interview podcasts online. You can also use pod decks to grow your social media presence by going live on Instagram or Facebook and getting to know your audience in a fun and unique way, uh, which I, I will be doing in due course. Kind of excited to add another spoke to the wheel there. Um, so when Whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster like myself looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. And while you're there, use my promo code MSRP10 for 10% off your first order. Uh, That's poddex.com and use promo code MSRP10 at checkout to receive 10% off. Of course, MSRP being for Mike Cyber Radio Podcast and 10 for the 10% off that you will save on your order. Um, so I have two decks here with me. One is the red deck called the Would You Rather deck, and the other one is the green deck called the What the Heck deck. Now, each contains 50 unique conversation-starting questions to help you take your podcast to the next level and keep your audience entertained. That from the back of the pack. Um, I chose these two decks because they're available as a two-pack bundle at poddecks.com. So I'm going to shuffle each deck... And run through a couple of these questions uh, just to kind of give you a quick sample of uh, of uh, uh, the fun that you can have uh, with your guests and with yourself with um, uh, with the cards. So I'm going to start with the would you rather. Uh, So I'm going to pull a random card here. Would you rather never celebrate your birthday again or never drink alcohol again? Oh man, that's um that's that's a hard one because uh, uh part of my big Virgo energy is I do enjoy a birthday celebration and I would be lying to you if I didn't say I didn't enjoy my birthday celebration. But I also like a drink. So that's uh gosh, that I I guess I, I let me let me figure this one out mathematically because my birthday comes once a year um whereas I drink oh gosh that's embarrassing probably more than I would like to admit so I actually I drink more than I celebrate birthdays and I um 
use drinking to celebrate not birthdays. So I think mathematically that one wins. So I I would I would rather never celebrate my birthday again over never drinking alcohol again. That is a really hard one. Um, uh, Let's see. Let's try the other deck. This is the uh, what the heck deck. And uh, let me see. Let me grab a random uh, card here. Toilet paper, comma, over or under? (laughs) That's surprisingly timely. Um, It's uh, it's over, right? I mean, that's... uh, I mean, we live in a society. That's barely a question. I, I don't know if I've ever encountered anybody that hangs their toilet paper roll on their house a uh, mullet style where you know it's it, it's it's under um i've i've accidentally hung it under in my youth not really knowing the difference um and then discovering the difference uh very quickly when you start pulling there there's there's like when you pull under there's like no extra resistance there it's a <laughs> it's very silly but yeah so that was that that was a super easy one let's uh let's uh let's do one more let's go back to the would you rather deck okay Oh, jeez. Would you rather have a road trip with Donald Trump or O.J. Simpson? (sighs) Um, I mean, at least O.J. could tell me stories about being in that Naked Gun movie. Um, uh, I, I just... You know, without stepping into politics, I have just discovered through being like a television viewer and being a citizen of the pop culture, I have no interest in what uh, Donald Trump has to say uh, conversationally. And really, if I think about it, I could probably uh, anticipate the beats of the conversation anyway. It would it would uh you know, I I can't do a I can't do a Trump impression, but even if I did, um, yeah, no, that's a, uh, yeah, I I guess I guess it would have to be a road trip with uh, uh with OJ because you know I I think there's there's a variety of questions that I could ask him that he would probably be surprisingly candid on. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take a road trip with OJ, um, perhaps in a, in a white Bronco. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have my rim shot handy. We'll have to, we'll have to do that later. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do one more from the, what the heck deck. Um, let's see what we got here. Have you ever been electrocuted? Now I, um, I, I don't think I've been specifically electrocuted per se. Now, I don't know the extent of said electrocution that's being posited in this uh, what the heck uh, poddex question, but I I do have an irrational fear of electricity. Like, um, I mean, I, I'm okay with changing light bulbs, but that's about it. Like, there's a... Um, so recently we moved and uh and part of that was selling our old house in federal way and famously one of the unresolved projects that we never got done up until it was time to uh, put the old house for sale there were a few uh of the electrical outlets that were old 
nothing specifically wrong with them except that like when you plugged something into the outlet instead of staying in firm it would kind of sag a bit um i i may or may not have uh uh short-circuited one of my phones doing that um fortunately i i never burnt the house down but um you know, from what I understand, it was it was going to be a pretty easy fix to just flip the breaker, unscrew the uh, uh, the wall mounted electrical sockets and then just put a new one in and just kind of do the wires up the same way. But I refused to do it. Um, and 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 it was a project that went undone for years and technically never got done Um until we put the house out on the market and then finally we just had a general contractor uh, uh you know uh, take care of that along with uh with some carpet and paint work um but yeah no i i think i think i've been stung a couple times i mean like uh when i when i'm at work i i get electric shocked like all the time something about like the i i don't know if it's the carpet or my shoes, or the metal on the uh, control console, but like almost every time I get get out of my chair, I get shocked, and it's painful, and it sucks, and it is not a fun, pleasant feeling. But yeah, no, I, uh, um, I mean, I'm trying to remember when it was, but there's been a time where it's like I felt like that little bit of buzz in my fingertips, where it's like, whoa, that's a, that is, that is a hot electricity there and it is a it is an uncomfortable feeling like when you uh sit on your foot for too long and it goes to sleep um uh but yeah no i don't think i've ever been electrocuted but i do have an irrational fear of uh of electricity so um i think that was two of each uh you know what hell let's do one more all right let's uh let's go back to the would you rather uh would you rather oh jesus uh would you rather lick the pus out of a popped zit or busted blister so i i oh oh gross i i did not look at these ahead of time so i i i apologize if my uh response my reactions are too genuine um that's disgusting. I, I, um, since, um, since I'm imposing a rule that I have to choose one, um, instead of just saying no outright, um, I, I'm going to go blister because blisters generally have, um, that, you know, it'll be like water, you know, it'll still be fluid and it'll still be gross. Uh, but it would, I would imagine be, uh, far less disgusting than than the stuff that comes out of at a. I don't want to talk about this anyway. This is disgusting. Um. All right. So one last one from the what the heck deck. Um. Let's see. Let me, let me just uh grab one from the middle here. Uh. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Um. One big one. <laughs> in that uh you know that the 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 chicken i guess would um 
uh, find a way to suffocate the elephant because I don't think that any amount of chickens through through uh, smothering brute force would uh, would be able to fell an elephant. I think the only way that you'd be able to do that is through some kind of like suffocation because um, I mean, Shoot, I mean, taking it back to comic books, you know, most of the way, the only way you can generally defeat an invulnerable character is, you know, they they have to breathe. So, you know, like knockout gas and things like that. That's that's about the only way you can win there. And I would imagine that that's a a very similar uh, situation there. So um, so there you go. Um, uh, simply shuffle up, ask a question and let the content roll. Uh, get yours today at poddex.com. And don't forget to use my promo code MSRP10 for 10% off your order. Poddex.com. Here are some exciting coming attractions. Now, before I get out of here, I, I want to let you know about some of the great guests I've got coming up in the next few weeks now that I'm uh, back in the proverbial saddle. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. This Sunday, May 17th, comic book artist Blackie Shepard returns to the show, and we're making history because for the first time since I was on uh, college radio, we're doing it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's right. We're uh, we're going to be talking over Zoom and sharing the video via Facebook Live, uh, maybe other platforms too, if I can figure out how to do that. Um, um, I I'm really excited uh, to learn about his upcoming work on the current IDW Transformers book. I I, I remember when uh, I had uh, Blackie Shepard first on my show as uh, one of the first episodes of the Monday Project back on on KGRG. He he told us then that uh, the Transformers is one of his dream gigs and uh, and here we are a couple years later and he's working on the main book uh, so really excited to to hear about that um, we're also going to discuss kind of the I don't know the the current state of the comic book industry you know from a from an artist perspective um, so that will be happening live this Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Now, my goal is to record the interview and then put it up as a podcast. Uh, but that also means that I'm going to have the opportunity to edit and clean things up. Uh, you know, very similar to how I do with my current interviews, whether I'm talking to somebody over Skype or over phone. Uh, but we thought kind of like in this um you know, it it's a it's a contemporary thing to everybody be zooming. Um, so, but basically, if if you want to see things as they happen live without a net, you know, uh, watch me make all of my mistakes and and uh, probably hit a couple wrong buttons. Uh, you might want to check out the live stream uh, again. That is going to be one p.m. Pacific time this Sunday, May seventeenth. Um, now uh, next week. Uh, next week is going to see the long-awaited debut of Two Mics No Feedback uh, featuring Michael Andrews, and we're, uh, uh, we're going to talk about a number of things up to and including film, books, movies that take place on Mars, defending Star Wars or Transformers live action, best 80s flicks, literature, board games, and of course, 
pizza. So I, I reached out to Michael Andrews and I was like, hey, re- remember when we when we talked about doing like a side uh, podcast like like two years ago? Um, it was a it was a podcast idea so provocative it actually inspired Aaron from Autopod Decepticast to write and perform a diss track. And uh, so that's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to uh, um uh, finally do that and get that project uh, up and running. Now, next month, just in time for the home video release, uh, Greg from Unfunny Nerd Tangent and Caleb from APDC are going to join me to discuss Watchmen, uh, where uh, where you're going to learn my hot take on the franchise that will shock and surprise you. But that's, uh, that, that's going to be um, a really fun conversation. I know Greg is super into uh, the world of Watchmen, and I know Caleb um, really dug on the show and was uh, really itchy to talk about that and um, th- this episode will kind of be like a sequel of sorts to the unfunny nerd tangent episode about Watchmen so uh, so watch out for that that's uh, that's going to be kind of like a kind of like a neat crossover um, experience and then later in June uh, Transformers fan artist Robo Apollo will be a guest on the show uh, for an artist spotlight interview episode uh, she uh, she recently did a really fun uh, podcaster soundwave commission for me um, but that's uh, that's not all Um Behind the scenes here, uh, she's working on a really exciting commission project for me uh, that I can't really talk about here, uh, just in case Lucky happens to be uh, listening. So maybe that's a clue there um, of to uh, what Apollo is working on. Um, and it's it's been such a fun collaborative experience. Uh, so if you have the opportunity to commission uh, Robo Apollo for uh, for your uh, uh, fan artworks. Uh, she, she's great to work with, and I'm really excited to have her on the show. Uh, but we're we're going to talk about that a lot, um, as well as uh, Transformers fandom and uh, the fan art and community. Again, that will be that will be later, uh, probably deep June. We don't we don't have a date nailed down yet, but that's uh, um, that's tentatively on the books. Uh, plus, I've got some other cool folks I'm reconnecting with as well uh, that I'm hoping to get back on the show too and if you're interested in being a guest on the mike cyber radio podcast uh listen for my contact info at the end of the episode and check out the show notes for more details now finally uh speaking of live streams um i want to quickly mention two live streams coming up uh that you'll definitely want to check out uh this wednesday as part of the quarantine cast uh kyle stevens of kirby crackle will be debuting the full concert footage from Kirby Crackle and the Nerd Rock Orchestra's January um, at the Triple Door concert as filmed by Aaron R.F. Anderson. Uh, That stream starts at 6 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, May 13th. Go to youtube.com slash Kirby Crackle Music. Both of those are spelled with a K, uh, the the K for Kirby and K for Crackle. Um, I talked a lot about uh, going to see that show, uh, Kirby Crackle and the Nerd Rock Orchestra. Uh, The 
um, individual song tracks are out on their Patreon. I've listened to them uh, several times. They're really cool. So I'm super stoked to uh, relive that concert footage uh, because I haven't seen any of it since the show back in January. So that's a uh, that's that's going to be a blast. That's going to be kind of like a uh, group watch live stream uh, type of thing. Um, and then uh, next week on. Monday, May 18th, Chris and Sam from Waking Things uh, will be doing a live stream. Uh, they're going to do a socially distanced acoustic set outdoors, uh, which sounds like a lot of fun and not all that dissimilar to a set that they did at Green River College uh, a couple few years ago. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, those uh, those two are, are a blast to see together. I really enjoy the the uh, um, uh, banter and interplay they they have and and if uh, if this live stream is um, any anything like the last one they did, um, expect the unexpected. Uh, you know, some uh, some wacky covers as well as all of, uh, a lot of your uh, favorite Waking Things songs, and and maybe some demos of some new stuff that they're working on. Um, so I'm, I you know, one of the things that is so rad about this um, newfound connectivity that we have between, you know, social medias and live streams and all that. It just, um, it's amazing to me how content creators can find new and innovative ways, uh, to connect with their audience. And I, I think that seeing a lot of that was also kind of like maybe the, the motivational boost that I needed. Uh, plus, uh, all those great conversations, uh, with my friends just, uh, Really just kind of like, you know, encouraging me to try new things and um, and I'm kind of excited to do that in a way that maybe I was more reluctant, uh, stubborn even, um, because I, I think one of the things that had me so bogged down is that I saw folks kind of rising up and kind of doing new, creative, innovative things like like I just mentioned and because of like time, circumstances, motivation, uh, whatever, whatever excuse I wanted to find, it was just like, nah, I, d- I don't want to do new stuff. And since everybody is doing new stuff, I don't know if my old stuff uh, would uh, would cover it. I just, you know, I, d- I just hit like this this crippling bout of insecurity. And what I found again through uh listening to my friends that i've i i failed to follow my own advice and my own advice to uh people looking to do their own uh artistic pursuits is just do it you know be like Shia LaBeouf and just do it make your dreams come true and i um i i i think it was worthwhile for me to take a break and stop because I think if I pushed myself too hard, I would come across as disingenuous. And um, yeah, I, I think just between uh, the convergence of a, of a few different things here, 
Um, I, I think it's, I think it's time for me to start casting some pods again. And I'm, uh, I, am i am glad that you're here with me. Um, and that I think will wrap things up for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, like share, rate and review the show. Let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear in the future. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders and is powered by Poddex. For Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike, and until next time, wash your hands and make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. You're walking in the woods. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. He's following you about 30 feet back. He gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you. Shia LaBeouf. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf looking in the shadows. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf living in the woods. Shia LaBeouf. Killing for sports, Shia LaBeouf Eating all the bodies Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf